Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another year, another week, another new episode. Happy New Year, Immigrant Nation. Another year that I'm grateful for, for your support, and for your presence. 2022 was amazing for me. It started rough, me catching COVID and dealing with that, and uh, family too, but it finished strong. So I am grateful for 2022, and I'm looking forward for 2023. I start the year usually by writing 10 goals, like I said last week, I've written my goals for this year, and hopefully I could give myself a passing grade as I achieve those goals. As always, every week, I will never get tired of expressing my gratitude to you all. Thank you for always being there for me. And if you're new here, oh, welcome. And I hope you enjoyed enough that you subscribe. Of course, we are available on all the podcasting platforms, even on YouTube. And while you're there, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and perhaps a short and sweet review. It will mean a lot to us and it won't cost you anything. Also, if you or someone you know wants to be a guest on the podcast, you can reach us at our social media accounts at An Immigrant's Life. And you can also email us at animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. That's the biz. Now, Let's talk about the episode. This week's guest had to experience emotional darkness before a likely hero helped her realize that the power she possesses and the beauty of life. I've wasted enough of your time, so without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa dalawa tatlo. Today's guest is a classical pianist and a current pre-med student. Her trails might be crooked and winding light right now, but she's certain it will lead to her most amazing life. Everyone, please welcome Laziza Tolkunova. Thank you so much. (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) So nice to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming on and thank you for reaching out. Yes, it was really um, amazing idea, I think, because uh, it's my first podcast, but uh, I have here a really beautiful person so I can share and feel comfortable with. Thank mm. you, too. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you. I love I love Uzbeks, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're so, like, they're so open, and they're always, like, willing to tell their stories. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone has different stories, and I think the most common thing is that we all... Um, Rally our roots. <laughs> That's the most important thing. No, yeah, because I didn't know anything about Uzbekistan before. And then, who was the first one? I I think it was um, Aziz. He came mm-hmm. on, and that was it. It was like fire. <laughs> and I love it, you know, because like, I really appreciate your support. Your community is amazing. I always felt welcome. And I always say that uh, I'm, a, um, I'm an Uzbek now, you know? Uh, yeah have you ever tried our food that's the thing i have to go i have to go to one of them here i i was looking for i could i can't find one a good one 
like uh, you, where are you based? Montreal. <laughs> yeah, really? You have yeah. to come to New York. <laughs> I think we have it here, but I just yeah, have yeah. to go looking for it. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll look up something at Center. <laughs> oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Listen, before we get into deep, why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything? Uh, yeah, so they can reach me on my Instagram or LinkedIn. Uh, typically, just on Instagram, my nickname is my last name. And on LinkedIn, it's Lozisa Zolkunova. Uh, so I can help everyone regarding school. Uh, for example, if it's international students and they just came in and they want to study, I'm open to help out. Um, I can advise some um, legal advices if it's regarding the like New York State IDs or anything. Um, yes, and I love traveling and I'm looking for anyone who loves travel as well. And I'm open to new um, connections. Beautiful. Yeah, so originally from Tashkent, Uzbekistan, now lives in New York. Did you immigrate by yourself? Yeah, I did. I did immigrate by myself. Uh, I decided that I would move to US when I was 15. Hmm. Originally, my grandma moved here. Uh, first, she came as a tourist, and then she stayed here. And uh, I've decided that I will be... Um, um, getting my um, university degree in U.S., so I started learning English, uh, like passing the exams, all international, such as IELTS. Mm -hmm. I passed it twice. First one was really bad. <laughs> Second one <laughs> was really good that I was accepted to Drew University in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And I passed the interview in embassy. So then I came as an international student. How old were you, 15? No, I was 17 when I came to U.S. And it By was my yourself. dream, actually, <laughs> to celebrate my 18-year-old year. <laughs> That's amazing. You seem like a driven woman. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really true. <laughs> All my friends can say that. <laughs> like nothing's going to stop you, huh? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. So right now, you live in New York by yourself? No family, no nothing? Uh, I live here with my grandparents, like with mm. my grandma, uh, because uh, so she's here, I'm here. I started uh, in New Jersey my life, but and then I moved to Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, so since then I'm in Brooklyn, but I always want to move out to New Jersey. <laughs> so, you yeah. want to be with my grandma? Uh, yeah, maybe we'll see, but um, I'm currently I'm with her, yeah, I guess um, so. So, is your motivation mainly was to study in US or you also want to live in the US? Uh, honestly, my motivation was that to not stay there and to not get married, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the first and like really biggest motivation because uh, usually when you are um, like uh, in Uzbekistan and Tashkent, I don't know and what about other families, my parents are more like, uh, you know, uh, European, they, they know, they understand, I can easily talk to them, but still there is, um, I think, um, like more families that dream and was not their mind, but the 
uh, mind of community. Mm. And uh, I knew that if I'm going to stay there, I will get married on, the, on my, or for example, just from one year or like uh, an, at the university. That's why I was really dedicated to move out and to live my life <laughs> independently. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So your parents wasn't forcing you to get married, but the community kind of like yeah. pushes them and then they kind of pushes you. That's right. That's right. Uh, if you're going to be in the, in the community, for example, I was studying in my high school and Tashkent. We don't have high school that time. We didn't have it. We had a, like a vocation or colleges or like professional colleges. Mm. Uh, nine classes you're earning at school. And uh, 10, 11, 12, you're earning a, like a, as a professional degree at college. Mm. So, and it calculates as high school. So, yeah, and I was studying in high school and, you know, when you are in the minds of, mindset of the girls who's going to, like, uh, who want to get married once they will go to university and they're going to university. So, because uh, other guys <laughs> who need to get married, they are like looking for the girl who is with a university degree and etc. So this kind of mindset. But thank God I had really good friends and I had really good uh, my surrounding and all girls was not all, but there is a drug of the girls who are really dedicated for career, school and um not more for mentality, for example. Mm. Like I'm talking about the mentality, not the um like actual whatever people like about love or anything. So mm. yeah. In Uzbekistan, I don't think I know this, but is there arranged marriages? Yeah, there is. Mm. Arranged? You mean uh, uh, when? Arranged? Do you mean when they are not agreed to get married, or like? Yeah, maybe. Married? Yeah, there is a lot, um, and uh, I hope I see a couple like last year. From last year, I saw that there is a movement that females uh, more about female rights. That there is no point of arranged marriages or etc. Because they all lead to divorces. <laughs> And uh, it's really, really kind of bad, I think. Oh, there's divorce yeah. in Uzbekistan? Is it there legal is. or is just like, you know, whatever? No, legal divorces, yeah. And some of arranged marriages are leading to unhealthy relationship between two people. Mm. And for example, another, uh, for example, male and relationship can just, go and get married or just can have another girlfriend on the side, you know, if there is no love and obviously it's going to happen mm. and the uh, female in a relationship, she's going to be just uh, fine with living it because if she's going to leave the family, she, all community is going to blame her. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the female's fault, you know? Uh, yeah. The, this is a kind of a friend. I don't really, like last year, I'm really big activist of helping females and like domestic violence or mm. for the female right. And I see there is a lot of uh, even males who are supporting that. First of all, um, female has to have education. And the most interesting thing that we got this topic that 
uh, two days ago in our big news uh, channel in Tashkent. I saw there was a post that in some universities of Tashkent, uh, the university admissions, they are selling girls' information to the uh, <laughs> potential... <laughs> husband's parents I don't know how it's called in English but uh, in Uzbek it says it's a po it's kind of people who are arranging those meetings between couples and like this all I totally understand not everyone is doing it um, in a bad way but at the same time um, I think it's a personal space and I believe that everyone have their own um, couple and it will come by time. We don't have to like force it like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you yeah. believe in everyone belongs to a person? They have a, like a partner in life uh, situation? No, I believe that everything has own time mm. and uh, we don't have to just, you know, only live with one goal. We have to uh focus on ourselves kind mm. of and i think the person who we need it will come by life <laughs> yeah yeah definitely you seem to have had a good life in uzbekistan but what what was your socioeconomic status there uh it was really pretty good my parents are working in um, military both of them mm. Yeah, so it's it's all good in Uzbekistan. Uh, for example, histor history. People are really smart. Our um, generation are really smart. But there is a, some small issues that I think has to be uh, brought up mm. and uh, has to be uh, kind of... It's just small issues that's going on because we... Still, I think have kind of mentality of mm. this. So I think my biggest motivation to move out it was to not get married and to build up my independent life. <laughs> yeah, but my parents still not even forcing me to get married or to do anything because they truly understand that. And maybe it's a uh, time and uh, and development of people's mind that's mm. not really healthy to do so i see it you told me that when you moved to the u.s you had some uh, culture shock after six months yeah i was really skinny when i moved to us and then after six months i got really huge weight <laughs> but, uh, i was so stressed out i don't know why but uh in four months I was in depression because I never moved anywhere. So, mm -hmm. like, I only was first place I moved and lived by myself was US. Mm -hmm. And uh, I expected different things in here, but I. Like what? For example, I expected, you know, uh, when I was in Tashkent, I used to watch American series and, like, about schools and mm -hmm. cartoons, and I. I think just used to this perfect picture of being American. <laughs> and when I moved, there was a lot of issues that I had, uh, like in school, 
and then I was first in New Jersey, there are different people. And then I moved to Brooklyn, there are totally different people. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Maybe because I think it's the mistake of uh, my parents, maybe because my parents always showed me only the pure, beautiful part of life. And mm. I never was stuck with the uh, problems. So yeah. Mm. And this kind of first year hit me so hard that I got panic attack and my temperature was 37 38 every day and every no day. one understood yeah every day imagine and i even six months i could not study work at all and i will send you a picture later on how i was <laughs> wow oh uh, yeah and it was really hard until i went back to uzbekistan went back after six months why did you go back because you wanted to visit or because you need a reset I think it was homesickness because I never left my parents for so long. So you said you gained weight and you were panic attack. Let's talk about the panic attack, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's fine. Physically, what were you feeling? Like, are you passing out? Do you, are you losing consciousness or you're like, you're feeling numb? Uh, you know, uh, I was feeling really uh, numb and I was feeling... It was more, I think, psychological, not mm. even the physiological factors, mm. because uh, it all started when I moved. I got my goal. I'm studying in best universities, and then I'm pursuing neuroscience degree. But that's all, you know. That's all. Like, what else do you do, you know, in, in your life? And mm. I kind of. Um, undervalued myself that I did I came so far and then I was didn't know what to do with rest like what to do with rest mm. to continue to study or to not live the life that I expected here mm -hmm. so you were lost I was really lost that affected me physiologically <laughs> because you feel lost you felt like a failure I think yeah this was mm. the best uh and like feeling that this was and also uh the most important that my parents was not here even mm. my grandma was here it didn't really help and that i have a little brother with whom we're really close this has also played its role and i think it's really a hard time when you're really related to your family back in your country mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're really close to them and then suddenly that blanket of comfort is gone. That every time yeah. you're like, oh, I'm going to fail. I'm going to mom and dad or your, your brother. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to be okay. But here, mm -hmm. even though you have grandma, you know, there was not that support. Yeah, and even if I was not even failing, I was studying, I, I was lost. Maybe I understood the issue whenever, for example, the goal was to move out, to study in mm. the university. But after that, I didn't really put any goal after mm. that. It was just studying. And mm. I always advise to any immigrants, whoever is going to move, uh, yeah, put the goal of moving to U.S. or studying or not only U.S., but all other uh, countries whenever guys want to move, but mm -hmm. always put other goals ahead. 
Mm. This is the best thing. Yeah. How about socially? Did you have friends? Were you struggling to have friends? No, I had friends. It's really easy for me to have friends hmm. for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I had friends, but I don't really remember that they played any role in my life where supporting. Yeah, I was going out, um, exploring a lot of places as I do right now, hmm. but still, it didn't really help me at all. Um, maybe because they used to live here for, um, at that time, one of my best friend was here for six years and they didn't really had this homesickness as I do because they mm. always, uh, maybe not, were not that related to their family as I do. Yeah. They're not that close. And even though you have friends, you didn't feel like they were helping you to, oh, I can start my own family? Or you, or since you're so young that you don't have that maturity yet? Uh, honestly, I didn't really think about family. Uh, you know, in our uh, culture, as you know, we have arranged marriages, as I said. Hmm. And, uh, um, and we have people who are looking for other girls who need to get married for their like sons or nephews and etc. When I just landed to Brooklyn, my like from when I came to Brooklyn to GFK first, um, my grandma met me, and then when we were going, he goes like, you know what? The some woman called me and asking if you're gonna get married. I was like, no. <laughs> I just came here, like, what do you mean? And for, I remember for two years, there was nonstop calls to my grandma to, for arranged, like, meetings and married. And, you know, the funny thing, I went out with one of the guys, <laughs> like, through my um, grandma. Mm. And I didn't like, no, I think it's just, I was not really ready to get married. Or yeah. to have any serious relationship at 18. Yeah, um, 18, man, your life's just starting, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, no. And it's just, uh, does it really help me more? It, it's, it brings me to depression because mm. if I wanted to get married, I would just stay in Tashkent. <laughs> so, Definitely. Yeah. You said you were depressed. Did you go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist to get diagnosed, or you just feel like I think you it was it a self diagnosis? Honestly, um, at that time, uh, I felt like I don't need any like therapist or anything, and mm. for me, it was like therapist was like last last stop where I'm gonna go. Mm. But after one and a half year from my all understandings and all conclusions that I did, mm -hmm. I had a professional therapist. <laughs> I had it. But at that time when I had depression and everything, the first one who um, brought me to life, it was my mom. Mm. She said, Laziza, you came so far, like... There is a lot of people who want to be in your place, want to study neuroscience, and you're smart. So 
So stop <laughs> bullshitting. Just like <laughs> come back. <laughs> I was like, okay, mom. Old like, school okay. way. <laughs> yeah, she she literally um, kicked my mind. <laughs> how, when and you went back to Uzbekistan to do the reset, how long did you stay? I stayed for oh the most interesting part. I purchased a ticket for three weeks, and I came back and came back to us in two weeks <laughs> mm, that's when mom says yeah. hey get your shit together mm, yeah get your shit together and just like go back she didn't even want me to stay mm. i don't know my parents didn't want me to stay in Tashkent. as i spoke with all my friends who are here they always say you know what like my parents want me to stay some of parents they're just hiding passports my parents like no you're gonna just go when I asked them to change my ticket, um, she changed me in like a 10 minutes. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> she just called them to change my ticket. I was like, okay, fine. Well, she worked with the military. It's going to happen. Uh, I don't think so. No, it's, it's not really related. <laughs> I'm sure she got connection, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, man. But I'm glad that mom just shook you and like, hey. It's time to go. Yeah, it's time to You mentioned also that when you left Uzbekistan, you got closer to your culture. Yeah, I got closer to my culture because when I lived in Tashkent, uh, I want to tell from the beginning, you know, in Uzbekistan, we have two languages, which is Russian and which is Uzbek. Hmm. And when I was five year old, uh, but it was three actually, my mom started me to prepare for school. Hmm. And the decision of my of my mom was that I'm gonna go to Russian school because at that time, going to Russian school and having education uh, in Russian and like in English, it was more privileged than Uzbek, hmm. than Uzbek language. And honestly, I don't really remember that I even, uh, when I was at school that I could write in Uzbek and right way in mm. Uzbek language. Mm. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I went to Russian school. I studied everything in Russian. I barely knew any my own Uzbek literature mm. and my language. Mm -hmm. I knew the Uzbek, but it was like greeting, whatever we talk in my family. But in my family, uh, my mom talks with me in Uzbek, but when I talk with my dad, I always mix it with Russian. Oh, why? So, why with dad? It's Russian. Uh, I think it's more convenient, and I used to it from my childhood. Okay. Yeah, but the greetings and respect, what what we have in our culture, it's still the same. Mm. So, and I grew up being in. Um, multicultural community so multicultural cultural i mean there was a lot of nationalities in um for example russian school rather than in uzbek mm. uh and um i didn't really have that much connection because when i was there um some people they wanted to learn like russian or go to russian school and kind of they disvalued the Uzbek language mm. because Russian was more privileged. Uh, but I always 
love my customs and culture, but I was not close again. And uh, when I was at in college, when I was uh, in high school in Tashkent, I mean, mm. my some professors we studied in uh, Russian high school, and they did not. Some professors didn't know Russian while they are teaching the Russian school, right? They mm. were barely talking in it. And a lot of our, my course mates, they were like, oh, she just didn't, she doesn't know Russian and etc." I was like, because in that time, maybe she didn't go to Russian school, right? And from that time, I understood that um, I think it's our choice to learn our own language mm. and to be more connected with that. And... Um, Especially when I moved here, I understood that the best friend is your own identity and your own language. And I started reading books in Uzbek. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I started more talking in Uzbek. Um, I love our history. Uh, we have a lot of historical places. Mm. And uh, I promised myself that I'm going to go when I go back again, maybe next year. I will just take a trip for a whole historical series there. And I started being more with my um, language because in here we have a lot of like Uzbek people, a lot of um, community and um, kind of homesickness made me to understand that you have to know your own language. And the most, um, I think, biggest impact was from my class. Uh, when you when I transferred to CUNY, you know, we as international students, I have to graduate to English pre-requirements for mm. graduation. And when I took first English class, we took a as a not English itself, but how language impact on person, on life, and on identity. Mm. And I understood that my language, which is Uzbek, is best. And this is really, really um, was kind of hugest understandings I ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, yeah, because yeah, Uzbek speaks to your soul. Oh, yeah, you that's know, true. It, it's the language of your ancestor. It's, yeah, not only my ancestors, but I think it's more uh, of my, for example, future. Uh, mm. well, for example, when I have a kids, I literally want them to know where they're from, what their background, what their values. Mm. Mm, and it's really important for me <laughs> as of now. Well, if, let me tell you right now. I have Canadian kids. Uh, they, lo they love being Filipino. They, they, they know the culture. I teach them. But they're like, they don't even speak it. Really? Yeah. What about like basics? Yeah, they know like some little words there. But, but my wife is Canadian, so she speaks English. So I, mm -hmm. I, I, I strongly believe that, you know, the, the, the saying mother tongue? That yeah. really means something. Like if the mother speaks whatever language, that's the language that the kids are going to speak. It doesn't matter what the dad's going to say. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, it's like, cause 
I usually like see families that are like you know uh, Latinos or uh, Chinese mm-hmm. or what Uzbeks whatever, and I'm like the dad will be like I don't know let's say Filipino or English or whatever the kids will speak whatever the mom speaks that's the, what they're gonna speak. Mm. So do you have that advantage? All right, thank you. <laughs> However, there's another side. You're not raising Uzbek kids. You're raising American kids. Yeah, I understand. If you stay that. in America, obviously, you know. Yeah, of course. So that's gonna be like a challenge. But um, that's in, yeah. th- that's all in the future, right? Yeah, but I, you know, I saw a lot of um, like Uzbek family uh, models who are here based for like twenty years, for thirty years, hmm. and I see that. A lot of them, they're really good at keeping our culture and compromising it with American life. And I was like, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the really key. Cool. You have to find the balance. Like, okay, which one's like a good one? And they're like, okay, we got rid of this one, you know? Yeah, this is kind of important balance that we have. Yeah, that's like the beauty of the culture. You know, when the, the that's why when it came out, the cultural appropriation, I was like, I, was like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, we need mm-hmm. this. We need we need different cultures. So we need to understand. We need to learn so we can mend them together and melt them together and we can make a new thing, the more beautiful thing, right? That's true, yeah. And everyone is unique. Everyone. Mm. And there is a lot of uh like Uzbek Tajik girls we have who like from Central Asia itself, they all have their own um kind of identity but at the same time we can find something common and i truly support every female like and because i understand them (laughs) every female whoever um, you know not everyone (laughs) there's some you know not so good (laughs) yeah not so good but we are talking right now about um (laughs) people who are like me (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I was looking at your Instagram and I saw that you quote the Godfather a lot. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I really love it because it's kind of real life. Hmm. Um, and there's a a lot of uh, psychological understanding that you can get. Hmm. A lot of family value that they have Mm. at the same time they don't have (laughs) so yeah and i i really love this movie when was the first time you saw the movie uh i was 14 so in in uzbekistan yeah in uzbekistan who introduced you to the movie dad yeah (laughs) my dad and when was the last time you saw the movie I think it was in when I got COVID. I think a year ago, in February. And did you learn new things from the movie? Did you get a new perspective? Because you know the the life has changed. You're you have experienced more. Yes. The um, game to value where I came from, and I just finished up to watching and I started watching Uzbek movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uzbek classic movies. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it shows you more, I think it's more about like family, friends, mm-hmm. the life itself, what's like true life. And yeah, I really love it. Have you read a book? 
Uh, I read it in Russian, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I finished the first and I think I started the second one, but the second one was a little boring, mm. uh, Sicilian. Uh, and I stopped in, uh, I think, in a half of the mm. book. So I stopped. <laughs> yeah, the Sicilian is it. okay. It's okay. I mean, but it's not like God. Father, yeah, you know. if you compare it to obviously, if we're comparing it to The Godfather, the book, and like, ah, dude, you're not even close, you know? Yeah, but Godfather finished fast, yeah. Really However, fast. I like the Sicilian story though, uh, it's it's fascinating. I, I like those like backstories, you know, like mm, how it started yeah. and whatnot. It's pretty good. Do you like gangster movies or just only The Godfather? Mm, I like Scarface. Have you ever watched it? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Scarface. Mm. I like comedian movies. And, um, you like Goodfellas? Uh, I think, yeah. But, you know, most of the things that I watched it was in Russian. Mm. Because, yeah, they were in available. They were uh, casting in back in Tashkent. Because most of the movies that I watched, it was back in Tashkent. Mm. Um and then I came here and I was like rewatching it in English. <laughs> it's good. Good it fellas, awesome. It's probably yeah. the guy for me. The Godfather is number one of all time. Obviously, one and two, pretty much like level. Good fellas, probably close to third. And Casino, Casino is amazing as well. Mm, I Have think seen... I watched it as well. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you are a traveler. I saw that, I think it was last year, you went to Niagara Falls. Uh, no, I went to Niagara Falls like uh, four months ago. Because, oh, four months ago, okay. Yeah, it was my dream again. Wait, All stars was dreams. <laughs> four months ago is what? Like, what, what month did you go? July? Uh, no, one second. Let me just, maybe I'm wrong. Just <laughs> let me open my gallery and tell you the exact time. <laughs> Oh, sorry. It was in September. September. All right. I was uh, there. Yeah. I think it was July. I was there. But mm. I'm on the Canadian side, obviously. The best side. Uh. <laughs> Are you planning <laughs> to come to visit us? Like to New York? With your kids and family? New York? I've been thinking yeah. about it, but it's a lot of planning, you know? Yeah, you can come definitely and I can show you around, guys. Oh, uh, like, thank you. That's so kind of you. Center, it's like family place. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends in New York and friends that, uh, guests that became friends in New York. So, mm, like, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm one like, of them. <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, someday, I really want to go to New York. I want to go to Canada. So, yeah, yeah. Come over, man. It's just <laughs> right at there. the border. Yeah, that's true. It's a few drive, you know. I also saw that you hike a lot. You love hiking? I love hiking. I love beautiful places. I love mm. new places, mm. different kind of food. Last time I was in Utah. Mm. This was the girls. There was some kind of woman supporting community. And there was a lot of different kind of international women there. And I went with them. It was my birthday in September, so I decided to make a birthday gift, like a travel. <laughs> so, yeah, and we hiked a lot in Utah, a national park. Mm. A year ago, I was in Arizona. I loved it as well. I'm planning to trip to California in January. 
Mm. So we'll see how it's go. That's awesome. Were you hiking as well in Uzbekistan or you just learned that here? In uh, the... No, honestly, in Uzbekistan, I was preparing to come to U.S. Mm. Um, it's really hard to get a visa, especially for me, because uh, I'm, my parents are in military and uh, I have to prove that I can study and be independent by myself with my knowledge without any sponsor as you know when you're applying in us for kind of student visa you have to show that you have sponsors hmm. um yeah so um, as we advised was like admissions here um like in uzbekistan you cannot show i don't really know how much the military earns, so they cannot really be my sponsors. Mm. So yeah, that's why uh, I was I spent my three years to take IELTS um, and pass it in a good scores. And mostly, I was home and watching my brother. And I, the, I was not uh, showing up in any family events besides New Year and <laughs> uh, some birthdays maybe were mm. immediately close to me. Oh, that, you are focused. Yeah, yeah I, it was really focused. I remember my three years, I was drinking a coffee in my in the beer cup. We had like a <laughs> beer cup <laughs> and I was doing a coffee in it and drinking it to pass my exams. But America was not the really for me. U.S. was not priority. Hmm. The, the priority was to go somewhere in, abroad, not not to stay in Tashkent. And hmm. I applied to Japan, uh, Great Britain, and Korean University with my friend. Hmm. So, and then I also applied in uh, West and Singapore in Tashkent hmm. that hmm. time. And can you imagine everyone accepted my <laughs> application hey. and I was just sitting there like thinking where I'm going to go. Uh, but the last time I went to U.S. Uh, embassy in, in July, and as you know, um, it was and all other universities already um, said their results mm. and I was waiting for my visa. Mm. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go. You went to US. Serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, you cho it's US, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's cool. I don't you, know. I love US. You didn't apply <laughs> I, for I Canada? Uh, no, I never think about it. Do You didn't think it was an option at all? I I, I really forget that Canada exists for me that time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you missed out. Uh, yeah, because that time uh, I chose the places by universities. For me, it was really important that I will get my uh, medical degree and I'll become a doctor. We got McGill here, one of the greatest university in, in the whole world. Yeah, I know now. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, of course, New York's cool. You love living in New York? I love New York. 
Mm. Uh, but I'm thinking to move for some time uh, because things a little bit changed. But mm. yeah, I love New York and I love being a New Yorker. I love U.S. I cannot imagine. I really love U.S. <laughs> I think I'm the only one person who can say that, like, honestly. No, there's a lot of people that says that. A lot of people. Like, yeah. most of the time, uh, most of them are immigrants. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they love Because them. I ask some people who are from my country, they say, no, I don't like it. So like, okay, I don't fine. like it. Why you, so why are you here, you know? For money, obviously. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand that. Life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I feel like immigrants that are like that that move to a different country and say like, oh, you know, my country's better, more beautiful. I don't like it here. I feel like it's not that the country is not good. Obviously, it depends on what's happening with their lives, right? Yeah. But I feel like they're not opening their heart and their mind to like, oh, you know what? This is where I live now, and this is where I'm mm-hmm. gonna live. I feel like mm-hmm. bo- like physically they live in a different country, but mentally they're in their country. They couldn't find yeah. the way of like, you. it's like water. You can be... I think it's adoption. Yeah, you know, they haven't exactly. adopted yet. Like you could be water, you could be ice, you could be uh, fog. You're still water. Mm-hmm. You know, like if That's somebody true. asked me like if you're, what are you, like Filipino or Canadian? I'm like, I'm Filipino-Canadian, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I could be Philippi- I from the Philippines. I'm f- and I am also a Canadian. Like if somebody, if I, I always still say like, oh, ba- back home, meaning the Philippines. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in the Philippines, when I when somebody I say back home, I mean Canada. It depends mm-hmm. where I'm at, you know. Yeah. Do you feel I the same understand. way too? Uh, yeah, I feel that my heart divided to two: to mm. America and to Uzbekistan. Because I'm really big patriot of my country, mm. uh, it's it's really um, that my original like my, or like my motherhood, and mm. it's it's your home country. Yeah, it's 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 really kind of a tricky question, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I'm American Uzbek. Beautiful, man. I love it. It yeah. feels like you really adopted your yourself to the American life, you know? I, I This is how I say it. It's my heart belongs in Canada, but my soul belongs in the Philippines. Yeah, that's, that's what I say as well. But you I know? don't this back. <laughs> yeah, my it's, mom's uh, obviously I cannot live there with, mm. with whatever I have right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I will live um, for some some time. But whenever I go, I still want to come back to New York, to my home already. Mm, yeah, man. Of course. Yeah. I saw you also on Instagram. You're crushing the piano, yo. You're like... Mm, honestly, I hated it. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, it was my mom. My mom, when she was a child, she wanted to go to piano. But my grandma never had it have a time for it mm. and my mom was typical Uzbek very responsible child who has a brother and sister she was looking after them she was mm. uh, she graduating everything was on her she was like perfect child perfect <laughs> girl child and she like no one had a time to 
go with her like to uh, to like to go to piano school and etc because mm. at that time it was Uzbek USSR as you know mm-hmm. and that was hard and uh, but my grandma wanted to give anything she she just gave her education like whatever she could do but not piano <laughs> and when i was born she decided to make her dreams on me <laughs> and <laughs> she sent me to piano school first i went to uh, gymnastics and piano and mm. then uh, it was really hard for me school piano gymnastics and my brother was born little brother and I have to be sister, <laughs> and just kind of hard. And my mom said, "What do you choose?" I said, "Gymnastics," but I stayed with piano. How? <laughs> <laughs> because my mom wanted me. She said, piano. "Oh, it's four years. You did piano. It's just three years more." I was like, "Okay," and I hated it for five years. Mm. Uh, it was really hard. I was pushing myself to do. Um, there was a lot of battles with my with my teachers, but when I was in the sixth grade, mm. so the piano school was seven, seven years. When I was in my sixth year, um, I really started loving what I do. Mm. It's kind of switching my mind. <laughs> what was the change? What did change? Uh, I think that I spent a lot of time on it and it's not that bad and uh, I have to graduate it and I think the change was that I uh, recognized that if you have extraordinary talent uh, you, it's a more <laughs> uh, accepting rate rate or more that you will enter to university mm. in the US makes yeah. sense hey listen so, but, if yeah. I meet someone and says, oh, by the way, I can flip 10 times in a row or I can play back, I'm going to choose back. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would prefer the piano. You know what I mean? Like, it's more impressive. Yeah, I, I love it now. Now I love it. But I remember the times that I hate it. You cannot imagine how I was, like, hating and going to school. And sometimes when my aunt, she has a daughter, and when she asks Laziza, should I give my daughter to piano? I said, if she doesn't want it, don't do that because you're going to hurt her childhood. <laughs> mm. So do you think your but, mom yeah. hurt your childhood because she forced you to do piano? Uh, no, my mom is really, um, uh, how to say she's strict at the same time she loves me. Mm. So I know that she did it because she loves me. And she did it. And I, th- I thank you. To, to my mom, thanks to my mom, because when I moved to Yes, after one year, I started to um, giving piano lessons. Mm, you're giving, pl- are you still teaching piano? Uh, now, no, because I don't really have time for it. Mm. But at the, after one year, when I had like, when I needed a job part time, piano lessons was really good. And I spent there for, like a one and a year, one and a half year. Which... Did you not thought of going professional or at least going to like, I don't know, a high university? <laughs> Even in the US, you could have been like a piano, classical piano, you know, pianist. No, 
my my heart is for for medicine. Mm. <laughs> I love to um, help people to save their lives. And um, my mom always says, you know, there's a lot of not professional doctors, so you have to be the one who who is professional. So yeah, I'm going for it. Definitely. Hey, listen. When you're on a plane they, and it's the emergency, they don't say, is there a pianist over here? <laughs> yeah, there's they a, look for a doctor. A doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of doctor, you mentioned that you're in pre-med. So are you planning mm -hmm. to be a general practitioner? What are you planning to after pre-med? I'm thinking about cardiology or BGYN. I'm really interested in, um, you know, our world of technological work. And I believe in 10, 15 years, we're going to have devices that we can um, put in our organisms. And there is already a lot of tips. That's, um, so I, I'm really in it and I like biotech. And mm. at the same time, uh, the OBGYN also interesting for me. Why? Mm, I think it's because of uh, one Russian series that I watched when I was 15. And mm. from 15, I started to preparing for school, uh, for university. And uh, that time was really hard for me. As I said, I didn't sleep. I spent six hours at school, six hours at home <laughs> with my laptop. And... Uh, I think that time this movie really helped me to achieve my dream. Mm. Um, it's kind of really interesting. And, and I rewatched it when I moved here as well. And uh, I looked at the topics of like all the productive systems, like all the topics that's related to it that I have at, in co at college right now. Mm. And I really love it. Mm. Have you ever thought of being a surgeon? I thought about it. Mm. And? Mm. Again, there is a different kind of surgeons, right? Mm. Who specialize in herd, who is specializing in... So, I think it's not... It's it's last... It's the last... Uh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> I like it more. Because you're a pianist. Pianists usually apparently are great surgeons because their fingers are so nimble and, you know, self-controlled, well-controlled. I understand. Yeah, but no, I thought about it when I was back in my country, but um, no, <laughs> I'm more for cardiologist or more um, in the medical sphere, which is as specialization, you know, like as a... Uh, so I can be specialist in what I do, mm. not like a common. How many years do you have left for pre-med? One year. Ooh, and, girl, get uh, it. Yeah, and I have to spend, uh, I think, two years to pass my exams mm -hmm. and go for medical school. So far, so good? Good, yeah. So right now, uh, I left my job so I can be focused on my studies mm. and uh, I think it's just good time to focus on myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, you, you're not working. Business get paid. 
Uh, I have some ways <laughs> to make money. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what else? It's passive income that I have mm-hmm. uh, here, and uh, also I do some remote things. Okay. Documentation. Beautiful. Yeah, and also, I'm waiting for. Um, to get accepted, I applied for some research project that I can participate and get paid at the same time to build my resume for med school. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for it as well. That's amazing. And man. I saved up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy, man. Like people like you just leaving your country by yourself, and you can barely go to work, and you have to focus on studies. Excuse my French, but that's balls, man. <laughs> I know. But I worked for like last four years, whatever I moved. I worked mm. uh, full-time and I studied full-time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's my first time that I only study here. That whenever I moved, I always studied first uh, full-time and, and worked full-time. How was it? Was it hard? Yeah, honestly, first time when I started studying, it was hard because medicine is hard, is hard itself. And when you're immigrant and your perception of America is totally different and you're having this, it's really hard. Honestly, I'll say I gave up on my studies for two times. First time I just changed my major for four four months. I was like, no, Ziza, what are you doing? Stop. And then I came back and then I studied uh, for one year and then I again gave up. But uh, it was like a short break. Hmm. And uh, whenever it gets hard, there's always a person who to give up because it's hard. But um, this is the lessons that we learned that we will not never give up. And I think I can easily say that I never give up, even if it's hard. What kept you moving? What was inspiring you to keep on moving, even though it's hard? Uh, It's my future. It's my family. uh, It's my brother that Mm. he always, I know that I'll be his example. Whatever I do, Mm. I'm his example. And whatever he does, he always puts me He's like, oh, like, what? What are you gonna do if, if it would be like this? Or he so he sees what I'm doing, and he also goes for future like this. And especially my parents, mm-hmm. and my grandma, uh, because they did a lot as well, and I have to be successful so they can always be proud of me. Mm-hmm. They are still proud of me, but still. Um, there are the times that I will have to care. I will take care of them. So I think it's the biggest motivation that I have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love this life so much. <laughs> After a lot of hardships, I I truly love life and people as well. Um, accept everyone as they are. Mm. And I think this is the biggest flex as well. That um like infinite love to your life is um and being energized by it 
this is also keep you moving. Mm, beautiful. Listen, I think we're there. But before we close out, I got one question. Mm-hmm. If you can talk to the depressed little girl that moved to New York, what would you say to her? Um, I would say don't be scared. Uh, whatever you're going through right now is just small shit. <laughs> you will have more shit. <laughs> so you have to be strong. <laughs> and uh, you came so far. And you can do whatever how you want in your life. Just be focused and work on yourself. Beautiful. Wise words from a wise woman. Again, Laziza, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me here. It was my pleasure. Have a good day. You too. So have a great day and bye to kids and family. Will do. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you again, Laziza, for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Del Yosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.